0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Ludicrous Feed Live tonight, uh, I'm your host uh, Tom, and uh, yeah, joining us as always is our good friend Riz from CarLoop. Hello Riz, how are you today?
1: Hey, going well, I feel like I've been electrocuted, my hair's all spiked up, but that's alright. We're here, it's electrifying.
0: That's because Riz, you're on fire, like our no, audience it's, tonight. Yeah,
1: it's, it's going to be fun. <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're watching live, thanks so much. Uh, make sure you leave a comment and tell us where you're watching from uh, and what the weather's like, too. I'm seeing uh, yeah, a bit of a chilly weather there around Australia at the moment. Uh, and uh, also, if you're watching on replay, hello as well. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, make sure you leave a comment, too. And if you're listening to us on audio podcast, thanks so much. Uh, stay tuned. We've got lots of goodies coming up. Hopefully, Rahul will be joining us as well a bit later on. Uh, but uh, Riz, how have you been? Yeah, been well. Um and and yourself, Tom, there's lots happening. Oh, there there is so much. Like we have a we've got our own private, you know, chat here between the three of us and we fill it with news articles and like this last couple of weeks has been so much happening. I, I don't even know which one to lead with, honestly. Um does any particular news story stick out in your mind, Riz, over the last couple of days?
1: Look, when we think about what's happened the last couple of weeks, we can't go past Elon's love child, Nash, and the story that I guess he sort of broke um, yesterday, I think it was, when he was notified that Model SNX are off off Tesla's website.
0: Yes, that's correct. So we had Riz on a couple of weeks... Uh, sorry, we had Nash on a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, Riz, you're always with us. Oh, so good my good apologies. Good. <laughs> we had Nash on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Australia's number one uh, Tesla fan. Um, and yeah, he um, yeah it was obviously... A bit upset with the fact that Model S and X was Mm -hmm. taken off the Australian orders, as well as basically every right-hand drive market, uh, without uh, so much of an explanation from Elon or Tesla. Um, And yeah, so it became official today, I think, or yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's just put it on the stream now. There we go. So uh, yeah, this is actually from Nash's tweet himself, uh, end of an era. Uh, Tesla officially removes its flagship models from Australia. And of course, this is written by yourself, Riz, so take us through it.
1: Yeah, so it's, you know, uh, Nash sort of tagged me in a post saying, hey, it's gone. And obviously, this, this whole um saga is very close to his heart, given how long he waited and, you know, his um very regular communication and the pings from the gong to Austin, Texas or California or wherever Elon is. Shanghai today. Um, well, in in Shanghai, maybe he's getting it in the jet as he's flying back to Austin, <laughs> that, you know, it's uh, things have happened in Australia. So that's, right. that, that's where it sort of um, started. And, yeah, just looked a bit, you know, into it. And it seems that, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that had been waiting for such a long period of time. And as we said about a fortnight ago when we had Nash on, that I personally feel that Tesla's let some of the early adopters and their early supporters in some ways down. Um, but, you know, as I sort of ran through it, there's a couple of people that, you know, generally join us, um, Jeff and others that had their um, sort of take on it as well. And they're, they're feeling the same sentiment that Tesla's let him down after such a long period of time of being supporters. So you know the way I sort of closed the story was let's hope the Cybertruck, the Roadster, um, and the new next gen Model Two platform or whatever it will be called is going to be available in right hand drive.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good way to end it, Riz. And uh, yeah, look, I, I do feel for the people who uh, have felt left out, left left out, uh, let down rather by Tesla uh, with this, without even an explanation, really. Um, I guess I was an early adopter, but you know, I'm a bit more pragmatic, a bit more realistic about it in the sense that, well, yes, the bottom line counts too. Uh, Tesla needs to go forward and, you know, make it more viable, I guess, for them as well. But yeah, I can see the other side of the coin where, yes, you know, if you've supported, uh, you know, Tesla all this time, you've been waiting for a Model S or X and just, yeah, order canceled. So unfortunately, that's the way it is.
1: And and I think just on the back of that today, there's on Twitter, there's a couple of photos coming out of the UK where I think Tesla's doing a bit of a showcase of the left-hand drive models that in the UK you are allowed to buy and drive. It's not convenient. So that's starting to happen as well, which I guess it's a good thing that they haven't forgotten about the right-hand drive markets, even if where they are allowed to sell a left-hand drive car like Japan and the UK, it's happening. But on the back of that, the other exciting news in the last couple of weeks have been around the new Roadster. Mm. Um, And apparently reservations have opened again in some countries. Okay. Some people, I think it's like whether it was euros or pounds, I saw a tweet somewhere earlier today saying, um, you know, who's game enough to put uh, this sort of money down? Because it says like 4,000 due today and then um, the rest of it due in like 10 days time or something like that. Mm. People are starting to doubt the you know, whether it would actually happen now that it's happened again. Because there have been reservation holders from, when did they put it out, the Founders Edition, 2017?
0: Yeah, I remember it was supposed to be out in 2020, actually, before COVID hit. So, yeah, at least 2020, if not earlier, definitely, 2019 so, maybe. Yeah.
1: And and they put down, what, I think nearly quarter of a million from yeah. memory. So, that's been sitting with Tesla for that period of time. Mm. Um. But but yeah, that's where it's, you know, you know, these sort of things around Model S not coming to right-hand drive markets start to create some doubts amongst those big fans and supporters. But as you said, Tom, the bigger picture is it's, you know, we need to look at the more affordable models to get more EVs out to more people. So, you know, if that is what sort of stopping right-hand drive Model S and Xs from being made, then I think the bigger picture, we sort of have to go with that.
0: Yeah, that's right. They're certainly moving away from the luxury brand that they were initially known for. Um, could Tesla be the new people's car, right? The new Volkswagen for EVs, possibly. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, Gaffer basically sums up your sentiment, Riz. Like, who trusts putting down dollars for a Roadster now? Um, and uh, he also, also says Tesla now has form. They can take your dollars without uh, any, yeah, leaving you for waiting for two years. Then then no without explanation. And, and I guess that is the other the flip side of the coin of being so agile right they change their prices all the time this is i guess the downside of the fact that they can just take your reservation away from you like that without an explanation anyway hmm. it's all right it is.
1: It's, it, we're moving towards you know i guess the exciting future that they showcased on the investors day hmm. so that's what we've got to look forward to
0: correct the mission is the mission uh yeah just want to drop a few more comments there so hello to all the members i can see uh, yes kenny hello there evening everyone hello there uh, a few people who were a bit cold. I can see, uh, yeah, Melbourne's a bit cold at the moment. Canberra's a bit cold. Uh, Sydney's not too bad today, actually. Sorry, everyone. It was quite quite pleasant, unfortunately, for everyone else. Uh, Kenny says, thanks for the review for the Cooper Bourne. I really enjoyed that car, actually. So thanks, Kenny. Glad you enjoyed that, too. Uh, Jordan says, uh, yeah, any news on the Model Y shipping with hardware 4? We might touch on that a bit later on because we're going to talk about the refresh. Uh, Project Highland, of course. Uh, yeah, and Peter Cook says uh, Tesla vacating luxury space creates space for new entrants like Lucid. Healthy marketplace helps accelerate transition. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for a brand to be all things for everyone. I think it's good good to other, other brands to fill that space, I suppose. So interesting times ahead. Um, I might just segue into um, uh, into this. I might just, yeah, I might just shout out to these guys here. We've been shouting out uh, to the Wyala Vet Clinic uh, who recently had a DC charger installed, actually, uh on location uh there we go so there's a tritium uh rtm charger there on site so it's really really cool to see uh i'll show you in a second where wyler is but this is like a bit of a drone footage of their location so if you're ever up in regional news um regional south australia make sure you drop into wyler Uh, say hello to andrew and the team Uh, i'll keep playing because it's quite a quite a cute ending um towards the end of this video um yeah. So Riz, I guess this is a nice model for, uh, you know, businesses to install chargers like this, right? Because this is actually, this place has actually got an AC charger too.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. We picked it up in our charging data set um, as as the site opened and it's already being used. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a good thing that, you know, people are going out there um, exploring different parts of Australia and it's a big investment. You know, a DC charger like this, I'm not sure exactly what the, Cost would be at that particular side. but my understanding is they're about fifty thousand dollars, these RTM 75 units, mm-hmm. and that's just the charger itself. Um, you know, others uh, may know a little bit more, um, around what the exact costs are, but that's I'd say seventy 000, eighty thousand dollars at the very least to set us set something up like that. So it's you know, um, kudos to them for making it happen, and yeah, it just allows EV drivers to make. Journeys in an area where they traditionally won't otherwise go to.
0: Yeah, that's right. I don't know what the business model is for a while, but um, you know, I guess if there's some sort of shared platform, you know, whether it be ChargeFox or something else that's doing it, helping them out, this is the way we progress. I think.
1: I think my understanding is it is on the ChargeFox network, but I'll double check that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I wanted to show the whole thing, that uh, cute yeah. little furry friend there hopping out of the Model 3. So, yeah, if you're in the area, uh, check out Weiler. And uh, I've got some more pics as well because, because they held an EV day too. So um, so that's, that's where Wyler is, up in that, uh, yeah, regional area, uh, just north of Adelaide in South Australia. Uh, and, yep, so that's the EV day they held. There's a few uh, EVs there. BY, they've got actually branded uh, BYD Auto 3s uh, and as, as well as Teslas too, which is great to see. And there it is there this the BYD out of three with the branding uh, wa Vet clinic so yeah so thanks guys for sending those photos I really appreciate that so thank you um Reese we might actually talk about the fact that uh, model Y was the number one selling car recently
1: yeah the first quarter's data is in and yeah apparently it did very well the Corollas has been passed um you know the the pricing is just model y what is it more than double what <laughs> you'd spend on a corolla yeah. so it's 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 a huge milestone
0: yeah it's it's incredible really there's the tesla tweet there uh thank you to tesla owners for making model y the world's best-selling car in quarter one this year so that that's no mean feat uh sorry that that that's no small feat that's quite amazing really uh as you said passing toyota uh, in that regard so well done tesla well done uh yeah so Peter says EV carrying bar opened yesterday as well Two RTM 75s downrated to 50 one of them has already gone offline so yeah I wanted to point out the fact that yes unfortunately Tritium has got the reputation where yes reliability is still an issue
1: and I think with um with some of these newer sites as well and it's sort of happened in the past where they do go online, and then for whatever reason, sometimes it's to do with the power supply to the site, where the you know then the power supply there is not used to getting that sort of a feed, and you know there's power issues on some of the regional, even some metro sites. Uh, but hopefully, after these initial hiccups, they can get past that. But I'm all up for um, variety of charges, as we spoke to Rob last last week.
0: Yeah, that's right. So there we go. EV networks tweeting a few more sites coming online there Queensland, robina Central, Gold Coast, Caloundra, and Victoria, Brighton, uh, Mafra, and Caram Downs. And yeah, Carambar, as Peter pointed out, in New South Wales. So look, yes, the more the merrier. Um, we just need them to work, obviously. Uh, make people comfortable uh, driving around in EVs. There we go. Yes. And thank you, uh, SP. Uh, Shalendra, yes, that was his tweet indeed. So I love that little meme from the last. You got a like from Tesla too. How good is that? Well done. Uh-huh. That's great. Um, look, let's talk about um, what happened today with uh, Mr. Musk uh, going to Shanghai. Uh, Riz, I think there was some speculation that he might possibly have greenlighted the new Project Highland Model 3. Did that actually happen?
1: Apparently, that's, that's what the word on the street is, but I haven't been in the street that he was on. So, uh, that's all we can sort of go with. And I think Daniel put that story together earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, so what does that mean? Does that mean surely he was involved in somewhat of the design changes or was aware of it? Maybe it was just to see the production line like he walked the Cybertruck line a couple of months ago.
0: Mm. Yep. Yeah, just to inspect his work or his team's work, I guess. Um, mm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, what? Give us crystal ball uh, analysis. There is. Are we talking quarter three, quarter four? When's it, When's the first one going to arrive in Australia?
1: Well, if they're if they're making prototypes, generally speaking, for a plant as busy as Shanghai, you'd like to think they can't. Even if they had like four production trains running at the same time, which I'm not sure if that's the layout of the plant or not. You can't shut one down to do prototypes because, you know, you're talking about replacement of parts, right? So, you know, it, let's say it's got new headlights. If it's got newer headlights like we've seen in, um, I think, that leaked photo, then hmm. they need to swap those parts over to make it happen. So if, if, if the prototypes are being made now, it wouldn't be too far. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, they look a little bit roadstery. Model S type Mm. of light. So they would probably need to get on with it pretty quickly so they can transition this over. There's a couple of signals we're getting not only from Shanghai, but also out of the US, which is a little bit surprising, where even today, Tesla reduced prices on their Model 3 by like three grand of whatever they had in inventory. Mm. And then earlier in the week, I think it was... Yeah, I think earlier in the week, they announced that if you live in Texas, you can go with the electricity retailer uh, Tesla Electric and get three years' worth of night charging on a Model 3 that you purchase Nice. Be- be- before the end of June.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So either the demand is too low, which are, it's hard to believe given the U.S. incentives, or they're trying to get rid of existing stock, which means that, in in anticipation that hopefully now that Elon's given the Shanghai team the green tick, uh, that it's going to be starting to happen out of um, Fremont as well.
0: There you go. So, yeah, I mean, if your signals are correct, Riz, it could be this year, right? Later this year.
1: I, I'd say they would be starting production pretty soon and I think next quarter they will be starting to deliver cars out of Shanghai wow. that are this project highland.
0: Okay, that's very exciting. Yeah, I did see a funny uh, meme today that Elon was actually Project High Highland given his uh, interview a few years <laughs> ago. Just, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, people. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, hardware four, I see that uh, some shipments were made already this week.
1: And that's the other signal. So if Model Y now, so how, for those that are unfamiliar with hardware four, it's supposed to be the next generation of, 5-megapixel cameras, the higher-resolution cameras, along with a new computer and a new, I think they call it, high-definition radar. So Tesla got rid of the radars, went computer vision only, and then Elon tweeted once that unless it's a high-definition one, we're, we're not including it in our cars. And so it, it appears that the high-definition radar is back as well as higher-resolution cameras that get to see more, and that also have a greater field of view. Mm. So the car will see more around what's happening with the higher resolution and the computer will be able to process it on board. The model Ys have been spotted, uh, which means if Project Highland was part of this whole, you know, their, their, their master plan to get as many of those five megapixel cameras in, do the swap over, hardware three is done, we're starting to produce hardware four cars, that also means that you wouldn't do a Project Highland or a revamp of a Model 3 without giving it the latest hardware. And that mm-hmm. is going to be the latest car that they produce. So that's the case. Then Project Highland isn't far. Ha, um, Model Y is getting him out of Fremont, which probably also means that Shanghai will be doing it very soon too.
0: Yep, yep. And uh, I think I noticed too. Well, someone told me that uh, there was quite a quite a big buildup of uh, model three inventory as well in Australia. So clearly, word has gotten out that uh, hardware, well, uh, Highland is coming.
1: Um, yeah, and there's obviously the, you know, there's a lot of cancellations at the moment as well due to people's mm. financial situations changing. So it it it's it's I think a bit of both that there's people that can't take the delivery of those cars, but the large businesses, leasing companies, fleets, and others will pick them up pretty quickly, especially if it's a, a rear-wheel drive Model 3.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I guess hardware for – what implications for that, obviously, are probably more for full self-driving. You know, the other question is when is full self-driving coming to Australia? There was a bit of, bit of hoo-ha this week as well, which I might segue into now that uh, I know full self-driving was spotted in a couple of cars this week in Australia. What do you make of all that, Riz? <laughs> Um, it's hard to tell. I think
1: the guys that run these apps, you know, whether it's um was it Tesla Fi, Lab, mm. there's a fair few of them now that link in, and... mm. yeah, in with your yeah, link with your API uh, Tesla's API that monitor the car and what software it has on it. I guess they know what's happening more than most of us do. So I guess if there is some cars with um that are running those apps where that's been spotted, that there's a full self driving um, software that's been downloaded. You know, I guess maybe it's testing. Apparently in the UK, a report came out that, because people were saying, well, it's all left-hand drive cars. Mm-hmm. But there was a report that came out that apparently there have been cars driven around by employees in the UK in the right-hand drive market with full self-driving running in them. But nobody knows that it's happening.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of felt like it was a bit of a... A bit of a molehill out of a sorry mountain of a molehill this week with the with that news like suddenly we all thought oh it's going to arrive but yeah kind of just fizzled out I think in the end so I think you're mm-hmm. right it's probably just company cars just possibly testing we don't we don't know I guess uh, there's the article here I'll just pop it up here that was written by uh, where is it uh, yes yeah, so Tecca you put this article up yeah. and that was in reference to some tweets last week. About, yeah, so we got Tesla Scope showed that and also Tesla Fire. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, we do, I don't have any uh, FSD capability yet in the new cars we bought, the Model Y, Model 3. I'm just banking on the fact that Elon Musk did say a couple of years or a few years ago that if it does land in your region, they'll give you notice before they jack up the price. Then again, Tesla's word is a bit flaky at the moment. <laughs> so well, what, what would be good
1: was... If if they really wanted to get people to experience it, they would do sort of what they did over Christmas as well, where they provided enhanced autopilot for, you know, what was it, a month or something. If they yeah. wanted to give people a bit of a trial, those that were interested. And it's a good way of gauging the market as well, like how many people are actually interested in this product. Yeah. And then they can say, well, okay, if because I'm assuming you have to download the software. And if you have to download the software, those that have opted in to download test level, you know, let's say, you know, out of the 50,000 Teslas we have in the country or so, um, 2,000 downloaded the full Mm self-driving. Then they would know that after the free trial ended, how many of them actually out of the 2,000, was it 300, 500, 1,800 that decided to say, yeah, I really like this, I'm going to purchase this? Mm -hmm. Or even offer like a subscription pathway. So give them both options and say, hey, it's either $15,000 or whatever it is, for the lifetime of the car, or go with you know I think in the US it's one ninety nine a month. So if they went in and said, "Hey, it's going to be two ninety nine a month in Australia," then you know those people can give it a go. And it, it let's hopefully it happens soon. But you know, going back to the hardware force side of things, I think um, it will make a little well make a difference on the way. Uh, you know, the computer sees what's happening around it. Mm. But apparently the Model S and Xs that came out with hardware for in the beginning of the year, around February, um, the software wasn't ready. Mm. So they've got the hardware, but the software isn't ready to run on this hardware for computer. So maybe Tesla's got that sorted as well. So now they're going into Model Y, they mass produced cars. Mm. And hopefully that, you know, that paves the path for, full self-driving landing in some level of a trial base in Australia in the next six, 12 months.
0: Yeah. I mean, we do need a right-hand drive test market. Uh, as we know, cars tend to go to UK and then back to Asia and then back to Australia. So, I mean, chances are it's still probably head that way as well, but it would be nice to have some sort of testing here as well, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, and, yes, I think Shalendra said two people who got it are regular customers, okay? so there you go maybe they weren't company cars uh yes tom is seeing in action i'm sorry i didn't get it so apologies everyone i would have loved to have tested but not for now uh and the office is the right hand drive basically all mirroring for now yeah i mean that's probably the case right nothing else has been tested um yeah whether it's worth the money at the moment yeah that's certainly the eight uh, ten thousand dollar question isn't it so yeah I've done videos on that, so have a look at that yourselves, uh, EAP versus FSD versus BASIC. Yep. Um, what else should we talk about? We've got uh, – let's talk about – well, let's let's uh, change gears, so to speak, and talk about the BYD Dolphin uh, on the way to New Zealand, I believe. Riz, this is uh, your article oh, as
1: well. in last um, – well, late last week they announced that uh, – sort of the expression of interest was opened Um, and there wasn't much information on the website until last night when or uh, 10pm last night uh, which was sort of midnight New Zealand time uh, the embargo lifted and there was actually pricing announced on the dolphin in New Zealand um, starting at $49,990 Forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety New Zealand dollars.
0: Um,
1: converting that to Australian currency, it's forty around forty six thousand Australian dollars. Wow, it is steep, but in New Zealand, it's eligible for seven thousand New Zealand dollars mm. um, off, you know, off a rebate. So that brings it down to about forty two thousand New Zealand dollars. Um, so that's. Not bad, but it's you know not great either. So, given the variant that is being announced, it's got a seventy kilowatt hour. Oh, sorry, seventy kilowatt front-mounted motor. Mm-hmm. Zero to a hundred. So I don't know if anyone's got a Model Three Performance or a, a Model S Raven. If you set up, pull up to a set of lights. I think this Dolphin in its base variant may actually beat you. 0 to 100 in 12.3 seconds and a range of i think it's around 330 kilometers of wltp range on that variant with a smaller 45 kilowatt hour battery
0: gee that's not bad you know that's not bad pretty good efficiency yeah it's uh it's look I i
1: think for a city runaround car it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool Um, And then you moved on to, that's the standard version, and then you move on to sort of the extended version of the car, which has a 60-kilowatt-hour battery, more than twice the power at 150 kilowatts. That's a similar sort of a drivetrain setup as you would find in an Addo 3. And 0 to 107 seconds.
0: Yeah, that's Addo 3.
1: Not, (laughs) Not that, you know, we're worried about how fast dolphins swim. But it's um, it, it's it's quick enough. I think it's it it would be a good um, sort of addition. And pricing of that one is fifty seven thousand New Zealand dollars, uh, which is roughly around fifty two thousand Australian dollars.
0: Yeah, I'd be very interested to see what the price is in Australia because, as um, as Greg has said, uh, cannot be more than forty thousand AUD. Yeah, I mean that would be like the sweet spot, right? Under forty, the first is it the first EV under forty? Riz, it 50? would be the
1: first EV under forty thousand. Yep, because mm. that was the expectation from the MG4, and that starts at forty five grand plus on roads.
0: Mm. Yeah, forty grand for three hundred k, or sorry, thirty nine, say thirty nine thousand for a three hundred k car. That's pretty good, right? K car.
1: Ah, I think it's it's well like. Around 40000 with the government subsidies, um, basically, you're taking the on-roads away. So for $40,000 drive away, including the subsidies, that's pretty good value for a ground-up electric car. The next hatch that we have is sort of the LEAF, which obviously is slightly dated technology. And then there's the one that you recently reviewed, the Cupra Born, which starts at – I think 60,000 60,
0: on roads. Yeah, yeah 59. 59. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, you know, the different cars, but for 39, well, let's say 57 even, 57 New Zealand dollars, 57,000 mm. 57, New Zealand dollars for that higher range spec, uh, that's Scooper Bourne territory, right? Seven seconds, they're at 100, mm. uh, you know, pretty good range. Makes you think twice, right?
1: Well, the more options that are there, um, the better it is for consumers and, and mm. particularly for fleets. Like we need more of these cars to be purchased by fleets because they turn them around, they have the purchasing power, they'll get them back onto the road. Imagine like in you know, three years time from now, you can buy a BYD dolphin for, you know, twenty thousand, twenty two thousand dollars on the used oh. market wow. with, you know, fifty thousand Ks on it. That's that's when you know that basically it's game over for ICE. It already is game over for ICE, but you know, for the masses, it's basically going to be used car territory, and it's. I think it's a good thing, even if they do, if they do start with prices that are, seem a bit higher, the market will adjust, and when they come onto the used market, there'll be a bargain for many people to sell their Corolla and buy a Dolphin or something similar.
0: Now I know in Australia they had to elongate the dolphin nose uh, to match I think ANCAP cap requirements. Do we know if New Zealand needs to do the same thing or are they' just getting the the original
1: yeah I, th- I think it's the uh, it's this let's call it the export the 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 European or the Western world export variant, which is what these are. there's a lot of comparisons to like. Like in China, the base model sells for, I don't know, 25,000 Australian dollars or something like that. Why is this, you know, even if it does start at 45,000, why is this 45,000? It, I think, is a different car. You know, I may be wrong. It's definitely longer. It's, um, I think, got a lot more, a, a few more safety uh, packs on it, but I may be wrong on that as well. Um, I, I think it's, It's European-grade, which is the same car that will be going to the UK.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And which makes it, if it's a bit longer, it'll be the same sort of size as the VW Golf, I think. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing it in Australia soon. Um, I'm hoping mid-year. We're kind of mid-year already, aren't we? The first day of mid-year. So hopefully order's open soon. Yeah, well,
1: in New Zealand they said that... uh, test drive cars will arrive in August with customer deliveries expected to start in September. If we look at what happened sort of, I think, the same time last year uh, when New Zealand got their addos a month or so before we did, then it's probably going to be um, something similar in terms of the release date. But we could be wrong. The cars could already nearly be here. You know, it could be like the way the, as we heard, Elliot, they will launch a car and then people can order it and get deliveries within a week or two. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll be surprised.
0: Maybe, maybe they're stashing them somewhere, some secret, secret dockyard somewhere we don't know about.
1: Oh, uh, we can't, we can't talk about that because that was what happened to those green taxis, remember?
0: Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'll get you a pair of runners, Riz. You can uh, run around, and find we'll them. Have a look. <laughs> uh, um now uh question from jolly uh if anyone knows does tesla deliver to cans if anyone in the chat knows please answer jolly that'd be good um back on ato3 though um it says that the android auto update is available now for ato3 owners which is good we've had the um we've had the apple carplay for a while but there we go android auto
1: it seems to be yeah it seems to be um coming to cars now some people have received the updates others haven't so i'm not sure what their rollout process looks like but it's good that you know we can send new features to the car I know as Tesla owners and others um, that have them you know you get updates fairly regularly so it's uh, it, it may not may not seem like much but these are pretty big changes to of a- to a car that you know, like the ADO3. I remember when when we first test drove it Tom, probably in July or August, it was, yep. it did not have any navigation. Um and then I think we I test drove it again in October, and then I think you did the Christmas trip with it, yep, um, to Melbourne. And by that stage they had Spotify, they had some inbuilt navigation, and then maybe January, February, they got Apple CarPlay.
0: Yeah, so um, EV Direct were kind enough to loan me a car with Apple CarPlay ahead of everyone else. So that was great. And it just it just enhances the experience, having that uh, smartphone connectivity. And now Android users can experience the same thing too because like the Cooper Bourne, for example, didn't have the connectivity, didn't have the sat-nav. Uh, but having Apple CarPlay in that car and also Android Auto, it just it's fine. Uh, it just enhances the experience. And suddenly it's like, okay, all my settings are there. I can just chuck it on the screen. And it feels like my car again. It feels like home, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think this would be good for BYD owners to have this update. One thing I will say, too, is it would be nice if... Because uh, I have experienced an update in the BYD when we had the loan of it. It doesn't tell you what it's updating. It just says it's updating. But it's not like Tesla where it says, okay, you're getting this, this, and this. There's no, like, sort of confirmation. So just a bit of feedback. It'd be great if you can. People, whoever's doing the updates, just tell us what you're updating exactly.
1: Mm. Yeah. Look, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you've had a good dream, but you don't remember what it was. Maybe it's something similar to that. When they get the updates, just doesn't remember what, what it's actually got on the update, but the car is actually better. So <laughs> hopefully people get to experience that. Um, is it so Sorry, we, is
0: it? Is it building your dreams when you have a dream? I'm surprised uh, it, you didn't use that.
1: It, 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 Come on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's right. While it's updating, it's building it. That's right. Um, the... One thing I'll say, and I've seen a little bit of social media chatter on this. Um, some BYD Auto 3s are having issues with their accessories battery. Oh. I may be wrong, um, but it's it seems to be that there's a couple of owners. Maybe it's winter, Um, you know, normally happens to the 12 volt or whatever accessory batteries uh, with ICE cars as well. And uh, yeah, something to do with some setting in there where it's not, the car doesn't turn on um, after it's come back from a trip. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a few things that I think um, if they're resolved in the coming months, there'll be a lot more happy customers. People are unsure of the brand. Now it's getting more established. People are building trust with it. But it would be good if we could probably learn a little bit more about what some of those challenges are and how they're being resolved. So it just helps build trust and get more people behind the wheel of a BYD.
0: Yeah, a bit of transparency, right? That'd be great. Mm. Uh, sorry, Jeff. Yes, uh, it's dad joke time. It is that time huh. of night, isn't it? Uh, at least I've got an excuse. Okay. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, and no, there will be no ASMR sounds tonight, uh, not like when I was mounting that rear screen. So yeah, watch that if you wonder what Russ is talking about. Um <laughs> Um, and here we go. So, oh, BYD listed the changes in OTA 1.5 in the email they sent a couple of days ago. Oh, my apologies. Okay, so they've upped their game. Thank you, Graham. That's good to know. Appreciate that. Um, and I think Model Y long-range delivery notices are going out, I believe. I had a viewer say that they got one today.
1: Um, yeah, I think there's, in some parts of Australia, deliveries began beginning of the week, according to what um, I sort of heard Um, around social media channels, I think through Vita Prime. So maybe, you know, the the ships are starting to arrive, which is a good thing because a lot of people were waiting for that. I was quite surprised to hear how many people were actually waiting for a long-range variant Mm. because, you know, with an LFP pack, it's I I know it's a single-motor car, but for most people it would be fairly you know, the right sort of car for $75,000, but there was apparently a whole lot of people waiting for an all-wheel drive um, sort of Model Y and didn't want to um, get a performance, which for the right reasons, because performance is, you know, a little bit more stiffer and the rest of it. So, and, and and a lot dearer. So good to see those, and congratulations to those customers.
0: Yeah, like we're going, actually taking a road trip uh, in the school holidays in the LFP, rural drive Model Y, so... Uh, I'm going to prove that it can be done. Yeah, you know, there's lo- I think there's enough charging stops, especially on the Tesla supercharger network now, uh, that the real drive vehicle is probably enough. I can understand if you need that extra range, if you don't want to charge, say, example, you need to drive from, say, Sydney to wherever and back again without needing to charge during the day, then yes, I guess that's where the long range might be useful. Might be useful if you need to tow, I guess, as well. Um, that extra bit of range is useful. But certainly, day to day, as you said, that's just real drive LFP battery. Makes sense. You showed us before, too, that um, the LFP rear-wheel drive for Model 3 over the years, uh, that's certainly been the number one seller, right? Way above long-range performance.
1: Oh, 100%. I think, um, particularly last year, nearly 85% of all Model 3s that were delivered were a rear-wheel drive car. And it makes sense with incentives and other things as well. But, I mean, the Model 3 rear-wheel drive is, and same with the Model Y, it's such a feature-packed car. Mm. You know, and Tom, you picked yours up recently and, you know, you're, um, it was really good to see the whole experience. What did you make of it? Like, particularly what you got in 2023?
0: Oh, the, the the car itself? Oh, it's like, you get so much car for your money, honestly. <laughs> and not just physically, but feature packed as well. Like, for a family vehicle, it's just a no-brainer. There's so much space, not just the, the, tr- the trunk or the boot, that like the subfloor, then the front, and then... There's so much room for the kids in the back. It's a lot of car for 70 odd grand, uh base price so. If you got that kind of money, you could budget could stretch to that 70,000 range like the Model Y is just, yeah. Mm. Just amazing value.
1: And and what do you think about your your Model 3? Mm. Um, like compare that to your previous um you know red performance because that's I know it's a dual motor car versus a rear wheel drive, but taking the motors out <laughs> What do you Literally. think in general, like the, the the improvements over the years? Like it's yeah. like four years apart, I think.
0: That's right. Three it's phenomenal. Apart. Phenomenal. So 2019 Fremont Tesla Model 3, one of the first few batches. Yeah. Like the new ones now, the Shanghai built 2023 rear drive. The build quality is phenomenal. Like nothing rattles anymore. It's just It just feels very firm, very together. Uh, suspension's fantastic over potholes, even in Sydney. It's a breeze. Features, you know, the the Ryzen computer is so quick. Like, even when you reset it for whatever reason, just boom, a couple of seconds, it's back. Uh, you know, all this, all the cool stuff, like all the toy box stuff and the uh, theater stuff, it's very quick as well. Um, loads quickly, very smooth frame rate. Um, yeah, just a very comfortable car. So honestly, it's it's improved a lot. Very happy. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it, that, that's that's awesome because you know one of the things Tesla put out in their I think investor day uh, pitch deck. Was the you know I think um, the sort of comparing like now the all the new Model Threes and Ys that are coming out have got the lithium battery in it, sixteen volt battery. That's right. That's designed for life, you know. Where traditionally you'd be changing your uh, I think it's lead acid batteries for accessories every four to five years. Where now you don't have to worry about it. I know they had some hiccups when they first released that, particularly in colder climates. Um but yeah no, it's I think there's some significant changes or so anything where they could replace it with something that has a longer life and better reliability is great. Mm. So yeah, lot's happening. And I think I saw uh, Rowan in the chat earlier saying at O three seven thousand kilometers. Yeah. Um it's awesome.
0: Yeah, well done. That's very good. Uh Tobar next week. That's great. Where are you getting oh. from? Is that from EV stealth? Or someone else, Tom Rowan, let us know. Um, Gaffer says to, uh, yeah, Vita Prime says up to ship number 11 for quarter two. Massive numbers. Uh, Riz, I think almost 100,000 EVs in Australia now, right? Um, yeah, well, this
1: month we should get close. to well, Sorry, when I said this month, when the May data comes out, Crystal Ball Riz says seven to 9,000 EVs for the month. And if that happens, then we are definitely at hundred thousand or just a little bit beyond that now. Amazing. Um, it's just yeah, fantastic. And I don't think things are going backwards. And people just people want what's cleaner, what's better for the environment, and what's just cheaper to own and run. So yeah, eleven ships. Um, keep them coming. I think uh, that's exactly what Elon was in Shanghai for—just making sure the ships are coming to Australia. So it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's happening and, um, yeah, no, it's fantastic news. And it's not just for Teslas. It's all electric cars. It so encourages
0: – hmm. Sorry, Riz. So no, 9,000 9, cars is what percent of new car sales in Australia?
1: 9,000 – oh, look, 9,000 per month would be a month like May, probably 10%. <laughs> So, so if good. that happens, if we hit double digits, so good. which if not in May, in June we should, um, it's basically game over for ice in Australia.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, we're on that on that slope now, aren't we? That uh, takeoff, so good. Um, and Rowan says thanks to Tom for the spare wheel kit. That's great. Yes, great work. Uh, Greg says, are we going to talk about the Ford using uh, yeah superchargers in the US? That's right. Uh, interesting picks this week uh, coming out of the US um bit of advertising for Tesla really if you think about it
1: um yeah max north american charging standard um it's very interesting that whole announcement and how it was done it was done on twitter spaces mm. you know like which is like a i don't know a publicly presented phone call between elon and jim farley ford ceo um just phenomenal just to see how like there's a lot for Ford to gain. It feels a little bit one-sided in some ways that Ford's gaining a lot, but I think it goes with what Tesla's overall mission is, um, you know, to accelerate the transition towards electrification. And I think that if we look at that, Ford is, you know, in America, it's in some people, it's Ford or nothing. Mm. So it's it's a big thing. It's a big thing, Ford bait. Tesla to a, to a truck with the F150 Lightning. Yes, they're not making a lot of them yet. But if they can charge at Tesla Superchargers, um and there's so many, I think there's 12,000 of them in the US Superchargers. It's going to be quite an interesting transition and it's if Ford's done it then there's definitely a whole lot of closed boardroom meetings being held in the coming months from other automakers that they've got to do something. Um, and, you know, uh, Volkswagen that owns Electrify America, which is the other p- big public charging network, they had every reason to make that work, and it seems they haven't done it. Mm. And that's just an op- opened an opportunity for Tesla and Ford to collaborate in some ways. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a very good thing.
0: Yep, I think uh, as I think Greg's saying here, yes, EA is rubbish. Electrify America. I think he's talking about. Rest have to follow. Yeah, look, I think they're realizing now the Tesla network is just just a uh, second to none, right? And that's the picture I'm talking about with the Tesla advertising the Ford truck right there.
1: Oh, and and it's um, on the. I heard a bit of a snippet of the Twitter Spaces, and Jim Farley basically said that you know I was on a road trip with my family. And my kids, every time we drove past the Tesla Supercharger, they're like, Dad, can we stop there? And he was saying, yeah, he was basically saying, no, we can't. So, you know, I don't know whether that's just a good story on the back of what they're trying to do, but at least, you know, he said, w- we're listening and we're, we're trying to see how we can accelerate the uptake of EVs. And I guess it's a... It's big bold steps. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Ford is right in many things they do, but compared to what you know Ford CEO is sort of saying will happen and he's he's saying our products aren't great today, but they mm-hmm. will get better. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for CEOs to say that. Volkswagen CEO tried, Herbert <laughs> Deese, and then he was on, you know, the chopping block and gone.
0: Yep, that's it. Uh, Rowan's come back to us and said that yes, they uh, he's used EV stealth, so that's great. Stealth EVs, awesome. Tobar, that's great for his BYD. Um, and he's also, let me see, thanked me for the BYD spare wheel. I just can't find his uh message. Uh, but Louis says, What's the spare wheel kit? Just a quick plug look at my Facebook page. Uh, I do put the link to the Bromark BYD spare wheel, which I'll be reviewing very soon because uh, I'll be learning one from sixth very soon as well over the long weekend. So stay tuned for that too um yeah and gaffer says domino effect from here to keep up others have to follow that's very true um just on a bit of a side topic i just want to put this up because i did promise these guys i would show this um where is it here we go so uh this is from linkedin but uh this is from domino's pizza and in partnership with benzina zero and they've got uh, electric uh electric mopeds at a few domino's stores. Uh, there you go. So that's uh, if you're ordering pizzas in your local area, you might see one of these come uh, quietly, stealthily towards your house, delivering pizza. So that's good to see Domino's electrifying their fleet.
1: How cool are they? Yeah, it's good, right? That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, when I was a teenager, I worked at Pizza Hut for many years, and uh, yeah, all I can say is it's it's a tough gig, but um, was always drivers driving around in Toyota Camrys and other Ford Falcons, big four liter vehicles delivering pizzas around so seeing zero emission mopeds and hopefully cars soon like they're doing in the us it's awesome good to see
0: yeah that's right and i just want to salute all delivery drivers uh all the boys and girls men and women out there doing the hard work for all of us delivering our stuff so hats off to all of you Uh, hopefully you get to drive one of these babies uh if not today in the near future as we electrify our fleet across australia so thanks benzina for sharing that with us appreciate that um, I also want to put up. I just saw a. Where is it? Here we go. So, uh, Cybertruck news. We all love Cybertruck news, don't we? Uh, Riz, this is uh, this is Cybertruck interior photo showing improved yoke steering, baby center console. Oh,
1: that's it's it's a it's a combination of a yoke and a steering wheel. What would you call that? A yoke wheel, steering Ye- wheel, stoke. Yeah. <laughs> stoke wheel, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, cool. Very, I don't know, reminds me a little bit of Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. Um, very, I'm f- um, fairly basic interior. Um, and a lot of people have sort of said, well, that looks hideous, but then it's a truck, <laughs> it's it's not really <laughs> there to be, you know, f- well, if you've been to many youths, they're not, you know, very premium. Um, and yeah, it looks, looks cool. The big screen, the screens, I think it's. I'm the same size as the Model SRX or even bigger. Bigger, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's 19-inch. Wow. Because the SNX is 17, the new refresh that's not coming here. And the Model 3 and Y, I think, is 15-inch.
0: Yeah. That's a great point, Riz. I mean, it's a truck. It's it's meant to be ugly. And why not make it brutalist like this? So cool. Um,
1: Very cool. One other thing worth noting is the If you look at the dash,
0: Mm.
1: I mean, who knows if this is going to be the final sort of version of the truck or not, but that fabric material, apparently the Model 3 Highland Refresh is getting rid of the wood trim. Oh. This was sort of, this came out from one of the suppliers in China maybe about three, four months ago, and it was going to go with like that fabric that we already have in the Model 3s. That's, I think, like, part of the door trim it feels a little bit like alcantara okay um so yeah that nano fabric um, dash is maybe tesla's go-to thing now so we may see that in the model 3 as well if um if this refreshes you know we've been talking a lot about it what if it's not even real
0: i know right Uh, because tesla doesn't doesn't confirm anything right so it just could be a lot of hot air But just
1: like most truck drivers in the u.s don't think cybertruck's real so who knows (laughs) That's
0: right. I noticed too that, um, see that the uh, door con- uh, seat controls are like polygonal and um, that brutalist look as well. So that's pretty cool in, in keeping with the theme. Uh, that's funny. Um, and uh, thank you, Manya, for, uh, yeah, he sa- they said, loving the hubcaps you recently had on your Y. Uh, looking awesome. Sorry, for model three and Y. Looking awesome. Got mine on Tuesday. Fantastic. Oh, that's true. I do like it as well. Um yes, I'm sorry. I used the wrong word, brutalist. Uh I don't know why I said brutalist. It's like sharp. Uh I suppose that looks brutalist, the this bit here, or is it the that bit. That kind of looks brutalist, harsh. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it's concrete, no Peter. And that that wouldn't be good for weight reduction, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing is the the centre sort of console area um looks like there's a lot of space there. And some people on Twitter are a little bit disappointed because there was plans for a sixth seat or a seat at the front in the middle, which may not be the safest thing, but apparently, yeah, I don't know. Interesting whether it will come or not, but um, yeah, people are just excited about this product.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, Nice. Okay, well, uh, let's see if there's anything else uh, we could talk about. Uh, Just this one real quick, Uh, back on Cybertruck again. Um, We're seeing Cybertruck-related job openings opening up in Austin. Mm. Means production's ramping up, I guess.
1: I think that's what's happening. The alpha prototype line, they must be transitioning. If What Elon said in his timelines can be extended a little bit by two weeks or so, Uh, but he reckons the first customer deliveries Um, end of Q3.
0: Mm. Okay. That's pretty soon, actually. That's like three months' time. Um, Mm. Now, this one, Riz, this is your article again. Uh, Tesla beating Mercedes, BMW, Audi, VW, in 2023 Australian car sales.
1: Yeah, I um, I thought I'd go through some of the data of what's happening in the ICE world, because when Tesla, you know, when people compare Tesla and I think Elon often comes out and says, You know, we're not too worried about how we're doing compared to like in the EV market. We want to be in the complete sort of ICE and EV market. That's the comparison we want. So having a look at the data so far in 2023 till the end of April, because the May figures haven't come out yet. um, Yeah, Tesla was ahead of Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Audi and people's car, you know, VW. We spoke about it (laughs) earlier in the stream. We did. Maybe Tesla will be people's car. People would want to have that because it's, you know, a superior, cleaner product and hopefully affordable enough. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I Someone said to me well, recently that Model 3 and Model Y could be the new Camry just because it's such good value, lasts a long time. Accountants love them. So, you know. <laughs> It's got to be a good thing, right?
1: Well, apparently, they already call it the Californian Camry because there's so many of them around yeah. in California. So, yeah, it's uh, it on, you know, in, in pretty much every way, it's a superior product to Model 3 in particular. I know SUVs are all the rage, but seriously, for those people that like sedans or they, they, they have enough space for their family or their needs. Mm. Model three, I think, is hands down the best value car you can buy, particularly when you consider, and Tom, we've seen your videos on you know cost of ownership stuff compared to a Camry and other things. It's yeah, it's a no-brainer.
0: Yep. It's a no-brainer. And petrol's gone up to two bucks again in my area. So, you know, when that happens, you think, okay, I'm glad I'm driving electric. Because my price is still the same for electricity. Just saying. Um now. This one here is interesting. New report showing uh, petrol diesel car makers are using sports sponsorships to greenwash their polluting products. It says ice car ads should be banned in the way as tobacco products. Well, that's not really, you know, it could happen one day. We don't see cigarette ads anymore. You know, in 20 years' time, will we see any more ice car ads?
1: Right. Well, that's uh, when, when does, when is that point where it becomes in a certain way socially unacceptable? That's right to drive, to own, to whatever. So, you know, being in Victoria, there's only one sport, and that's AFL. AFL. And who is the biggest sponsor of AFL? I think we all know. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, that's Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, EV brands, we know Tesla, until recently when Elon said they may play around with advertising but it has to be informative mm. um ev brands traditionally have not advertised the only brand that i can think of that has been advertising uh fairly heavily just to establish themselves in, in australia has been Polestar. yes but they have not done any sport you know as far as i'm i know any sport related um advertising. So that's going to be quite interesting to see what happens. But yeah, ICE brands, they go wherever people are.
0: Actually, speaking of advertising, the 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 freeware that I frequent on in Sydney, uh, three ads in one drive. Uh E V six key EV six, uh the Ford Marquee, which is not even here yet, uh, and the Polestar. So, you know, I guess other brands are advertising at the moment. Yeah, good to see. Oh, that's
1: true. Yeah, yeah. The ICE brands are particularly as well as Polestar. Yeah. Um and I think Cupra is advertising, but I haven't seen a lot of their born ads yet. Yep. Maybe because they haven't delivered too many just yet, and may maybe the big first big month for them.
0: Yep, Peter Cook makes a good point. When EV brands advertise, people look at how to buy one, uh, possibly watch my videos, <laughs> and then get frustrated and then they buy a Tesla. Yeah, that's a great point, Peter. Actually. Very
1: good point. This is that whole Super Bowl thing, right? You know, a couple of years ago when I think all the other brands advertised, but Tesla saw the spike in sort of their search interest and other things. Electric cars, people think Tesla. And hopefully in the next couple of years, people will think BYD, Mm. Hyundai, MG, you know, the brands that are, let's say, having somewhat of a crack at EVs.
0: Yep. And also, uh, yeah, Tesla's recent switch from cattle to... Oh, sorry, C A T L to B Y D batteries. I think which factory is it? Uh, Berlin, I think, isn't it Berlin doing that now? Yeah, Berlin. Mm. Interesting. Uh, so they're also receiving LFP from China now too, which is which is good. We know LFP works well, uh, certainly in Australia in mild mild weather. Um. All right. Well, let me see if there's anything else we can. I'll just touch on this really quickly. This is the last bit. If this works, nope. It's not going to work. All right. So that was going to talk about EV, the ABC article today about uh, about lithium batteries posing a triple threat, but I might leave that maybe for another day because that's a really big point uh, about recycling batteries and repurposing them. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, excellent. All right. Uh, Riz, is there anything else you want to touch on before we head off?
1: No, it's going to be an exciting couple of days. Let's see if anything does come out of if we see, you know, the next generation of the Model 3. Um, There's been no unveiling event announced, nothing, so we don't know. Maybe it's typical Tesla fashion before we see some drone footage of them leaving Shanghai and Fremont and (laughs) wherever else. But we'll see. And, um, yeah, charging infrastructure is increasing. May, we've had nearly 15 DC charging sites open. Um, including a Tesla supercharger site in Robina, uh, not in Robina, Runaway Bay on the Gold Coast. Yes,
0: correct. Yep.
1: Um, so, yeah, charging infrastructure is going um, going well and EV uptake, um, just numbers to watch what happened in May and hopefully we'll either know tomorrow or early next week.
0: Well, we I mean, we did kind of pick that Model Y would open on the stream, right? I remember back in October, I think it was, we chatted, the three of us, um, And then, like, the next day, literally the next day, because we know Friday is Tesla Friday, right? (laughs) Stuff happens. So you never know. Tomorrow, stuff could just drop like that, right?
1: Look, anything's possible with Tesla. And, um, yeah, I think that's going to be quite interesting to see. And just one other point around Dolphin. We touched on that with New Zealand coming on board. It would be interesting to see how long before um, the Australian – arm um, of byd um ev direct or byd themselves when um they can sort of at least open the registration of interest um for that car because i think it's going to be quite popular and let's see if it beats the mg4 in getting to australia
0: yeah that's right that, that's the race is on i think isn't it so what are we now uh june so yeah i mean orders hopefully will open this month and then we'll get them later this year so fingers crossed um and I think yeah, the MG4 official release should happen fairly soon too. So fingers crossed again. Um all right, Riz. Well, uh, once again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, likewise, Tom, good to be here. Good to good to see everyone again. And um, yeah, um, it's exciting times and look forward to the next one.
0: Yep, indeed. Yes, I'm sorry. There's a few stories we didn't get through this time, but uh, we will certainly talk about that next week on the show. Uh, thank you, for everyone, for joining us live tonight. I uh, appreciate all your comments and questions. It's been great to hear from you. Uh, if you're watching a replay, make sure you leave a comment below as well, saying hello. I'd uh, love to hear from you too. And if you're listening to all your podcasts, thank you for uh, lasting the distance and joining us all the way. All right, everyone. Uh, on behalf of Riz and myself and Rahul, hopefully you'll join us next week. Uh, he does send his apologies. Uh, we shall see you next time on Ludicrous Feed Live. And as always, uh, happy charging. Take care, everyone. Bye now.